Hi there. Welcome back. I'm Pastor Lars Hammer from Lord of Grace Lutheran Church here in Marana, Arizona. I want to welcome you back to my Walk Through the Psalms Bible Study. Today we're going to look at Psalm 77, verses 1 through 3, uh, the psalmist's individual struggle with God at night. So let's get into it here. We'll read through this from the New Revised Standard Version and uh, share a little bit of our th my thoughts on this. So, here goes, starting at verse 1. We'll just do verses 1 through 3. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, that he may hear me. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. I think of God and I moan. I meditate and my spirit faints. Salah. All right. A nice upper of a psalm. I don't pick the psalms because they're always upbeat. I pick the psalms because they're very real. And they are very real expressions of people and their faith and their struggles with faith. And this is one of those. And this is a very, kind of very poignant, you'd say. Beginning at the beginning. I cry aloud to God that he may hear me. What? You don't think God listens? I'm going to come at humanized, anthropomorphized view of God. I'm going to crowd, cry louder so that God hears me. And, you know, sometimes crying aloud isn't really, sometimes it's for the other person to hear, like you don't feel like you're being hear, heard, so you get louder and louder. Sometimes it just feels good to cry aloud uh, and yell and let it out. It's kind of cathartic. It's a way of acknowledging what you're going through of not feeling like you need to hide it, keep it secret, uh, you, that you don't need to try to brush it under the rug. So you cry it out loud. I don't know if we do that enough in churches. I certainly couldn't imagine in worship, you know, and now we will have a moment to cry aloud our pains. You know, I think that most of us don't want to do that in a public setting. But for this psalmist, this is what he's saying he's doing. He's, he's crying aloud, that he's just, he's not going to be quiet about what he's going through. He's, gonna, he's just going to put it out there and be open and obvious that God may hear me. And you almost wonder, like, is the psalmist thinking that God hasn't been listening? You know, does he feel like God's not been paying attention? I mean, we've all had that feeling, right? God, where are you? Are you listening? You know, and we say that to anyone we love who we don't think is listening. We ratchet up the volume. I'm, I'm going to be heard one way or another, right? And so they take to God in the Psalms, that same idea. I'm just going to yell louder to make sure that my voice is heard because there is something empowering about being able to speak your pain loudly, you know, for others to hear, especially for God to hear. And so, in the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. Psalmist is doing what we all do. I mean, you're not the only one, I'm not the only one who tends to wait until there's a crisis or something bad happens before going to God in prayer. You know, it's real easy when things are going well to feel like you don't need God and God's presence isn't that important and I don't have anything really to ask for. Life is going along just fine. And when it isn't, you know, and you feel vulnerable or things are out of control or things are happening that, that are bad and you can't stop them, that tends to be when we go to God in prayer. We may, not, we may like to think that we are not so 
politi not politically expedient, like practical, not so personal. We like to think we're not, you know, going to God as the emergency lever to pull. But that truth is that's how a lot of us go to God. And God, of course, being patient and merciful, is still there with open arms. And even though he knows that we tend to ignore his presence when times are good and turn when things are bad. But it also means there's nothing wrong with going to God when there is trouble. It doesn't prove that you have less faith or mean that you're less of a believer if you are crying aloud to God in your trouble. In the day of your trouble, even if you wait for it, God is still gracious and still listens even if you wait until there's trouble to pray. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearying. What an interesting image. I don't think most of us pray, at least most of us Lutherans, don't pray with our hands right out. But that's, hands right out. And you think about that, you know, I'll get my hands on the screen here. You can only hold your hands out so long, right? Sooner or later, your shoulder starts hurting and your arms start hurting and the muscles on the top of your arms start hurting and, and your neck starts hurting because it's pulling to compensate. But this person is in such pain that that pain in the arms and the shoulders is nothing compared to what he's going through. And he holds out his arms. So it's an interesting way of prayer. I know sometimes in worship we'll do that. We'll hold up our hands like this, right? Uh, I usually, again, we don't hold it way out like this because it's more work. But, you know, we do that same thing, holding our hands. And why do we do it? We're sort of, it's, a, it's inviting, right? It's a way of inviting God in. It's, a, it's almost like a begging pose when you think about it, you know. We have sit there with outstretched arms. We use that phrase. What are we doing with outstretched arms? We're begging. And so the, the psalmist is struggling so much that sits there in the night with the hands out, refusing to pull them away. Kind of, God, I'm not going to stop until I get some sort of answer. So this is the image, sitting there in the middle of the night, want, not wanting to be cover, comforted, hands out. And then uh, at the end of that verse, my soul refuses to be comforted. You know that feeling when you are so angry that you don't want uh, it to go away. It's a weird thing. You would think you would want, as soon as you have pain, you'd think you'd want someone to take it away. You'd think you would want comfort. But there are times when it sort of feels like you want your pain to be heard, you want your pain to be validated. You don't want comforting. Comforting somehow feels like it's taking it away, especially if your pain is from some sort of injustice. It feels like comforting is almost trying to wash over whatever you're going through. And you want to say, look, I, wanna, I, I have a right to be in my pain for this while. I do not want to be comforted. I want God to hear me. I want God to listen. I want God to give me an answer. I don't want to be comforted. And whether it's God comforting me or someone else, and it's interesting, my soul refuses to be comforted. So it's not just me in my head being stubborn. It's there's a part of my soul deep down, a part of myself deep down that just is not ready to, to move on. It's not ready to let this go. That feels the need to continue to drive this home a little bit, you know. And so, you know, this is that, you know, scenario when you come up to someone you love and, you know, you want to comfort them and they want to continue to just sit and stew. 
And it takes a lot of self-control to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to let this person continue to be where they're at. My soul refuses to be comforted. I'm so mad. I think of God, verse 3, and I moan. Just thinking of God doesn't make me happy anymore. Think about that. I think of God and I moan. I'm so tired of this. I'm exhausted. God, where you been? I think of God and I moan. I, I don't, you know, there's words of praise that come out of my mouth. It's just, uh, I'm tired. It's, it's awful. I meditate, right? So I try to meditate, try to focus, clear my head, and my spirit faints. It faints. I can't hold it up. I can't, I can't keep it together. I, I can't be composed anymore. I can't stay under control. When I sit still, and when I think of God and I sit still and I try to just be in God's presence, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I don't have it in me. I, I'm that far down. My spirit faints. You think about that, you know, when you talk about having a strong spirit, so, you know, that kid is really spirited, you know. They're strong-willed, they have energy. No, not the psalmist. My spirit faints. Salah, there we go, there's that word of the refrain. So as this psalm begins, you, as this psalm begins, the person is being very open and honest and uh, really just taking to, God, taking to the congregation, really, because he's not saying, my soul cries aloud to you, O God. He's sharing to the whole congregation as he's playing the harp or whatever, you know, this is the struggle I'm going through. And so this is a great verse that I would think of reading, you know, in one of those dark nights of the soul when I needed to work through some catharsis and work through some pain. And to be honest, because I feel like this puts a voice to stuff that, yeah, I've been there, you know. I've been where I don't want to be comforted. Uh, but our God is still there with us in all this, and this is not the end of the psalm. We'll pick up with it, uh, some more of this psalm later. That's what I got for now. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a great week. As always, feel free to leave me a comment or a message. Uh, I'm here to answer any questions. I'll be glad to help. God bless.